Welcome to Becoming Your Greatest Possible Self. I am Chris Burns, America's number one motivational speaker for fiery inspiration and GPS coach for entrepreneurs and high achievers. Each episode, we interview leaders and great role models who make a massive impact in the world to help you master yourself, take courageous action, and make every day your best day ever. Ladies and gentlemen, Lisa Gornall is about to come on talking about how to overcome some deep, deep trauma, success wounds, things that have been stopping you, fears, doubts, all the nonsense. If you're ready to break through that BS, stick around. This is the interview for you. And I'm talking to you as well because you're becoming your greatest possible self. You're here and now. So I acknowledge you. Keep taking the steps forward. Keep growing yourself. Stay in the energy of empowerment. Stay in the energy of becoming your greatest possible self. Subscribe to the podcast. Tune into the 12-hour marathon. However, I can support you. Let's discuss it, okay? If it's tuning in, if it's helping you launch your podcast, if even if it's taking those next steps with Lisa, who's about to come on, blow your mind, whatever those are, keep growing, keep becoming your greatest possible self, okay? I love you. Thank you so much for being here. Next up is the iTunes review of the week. And this week, let's see who it's by. It is by... Logics. Logics says his podcast is a great resource with fabulous guests, and I'm excited to have found this platform to learn as much as possible to expand my life on so many levels. Thank you so much for that review, Logics. And if you want to give us a review, go to beergps.com forward slash iTunes or search greatest possible self on the Apple Podcast Store, and you can give us a review like that. Let us know what you love, what you want to see more of, and how we can improve the show for you. Thanks so much for tuning in. I'm going to introduce Lisa in just a sec. Before that, grab a piece of paper, grab a pen, be ready to take notes. This is the gold, and it's going to impact your life forever. So stick around all the way through to the end because one of these powerful shifts has the ability to change everything for you. Okay, let's introduce Lisa. As a spirit medium, healer, and mindset coach, Lisa was born with the abilities to become one with your energy. She gets to the root of those fears, family patterns, beliefs, and energies, and other life experiences that are misguiding you so you can move forward onto your best path. She intuitively empowers high-level entrepreneurs to step out of overwhelm and exhaustion and reclaim their time, relationships, inner game, and energy so they can live a fulfilling, balanced life. And we're blessed to have Lisa with us here today. Lisa, are you ready to rock the house, Superwoman? I'm ready. Let's go. We are going, girl. Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you. You are just an absolute powerhouse, and we're going to deliver some gold today to the audience. So we're going to dive right in. The theme today is serve with love. Lisa, what does that mean to you? So serve with love means coming from your your true self, mm. right? It's yeah. none of those fears, those doubts, that negativity, anything that somebody's told you that's no longer true for you. Serving with love is just stepping into your truth and letting it shine. Mm, I love it. I love it so much. So that's a beautiful response. And it's just love. Like what is that highest true self that we are, right? Like that's that's what I love uh, about who you are and how you show up empowering people to let go of the blocks, the limitations, the fears, the doubts, all that stuff. So tell us a little bit more about what you do, the types of clients you serve. I mentioned it in your intro, but in your own words, Lisa, why don't you share? So I was born, like you said, to become one with people's energy. So I help you step into your true self. Like whatever is trying to hold you away or keep you back or those old patterns and beliefs and things you don't even know that are controlling you, they have no place. Like they're, they're not even real. They're an illusion because when you put them into the light and the love, 
they disappear. So I really help people step onto their best absolute path for them. Mm. And then I work with um, high level entrepreneurs who are, you know, they're not happy with how life is showing up for them and they're ready to love and enjoy life again. Amen. Amen. I think like if we're going through life suffering, struggling, you know, even even people who have money, right? Like they can still be blocked and feeling like like ah, oh, I got to go work today or oh, my relationships suck or oh, I just don't like myself, whatever these kind of blocks and deep rooted energy that's sabotaging them from being fulfilled. Um and it's it's everyone, whether it's a celebrity or whether it's people who are just getting by, like we all have these different things that we're dealing with. So I, I love that you're serving these people, Lisa, and we're going to we're going to dive into some powerful powerful strategies and exercises and things to do in this call. Before that though, I want to go back into your journey and talk about, you know, when did you start developing your, your spiritual gifts and ability to, to really serve people and empower them? So when I was a kid on the playground, I would sit with the people that were having family problems or something wasn't right in their life. Mm. And I would see it like I was watching it on television and I would help them get, I mean, I mean, I didn't know what I was doing, but like looking back, I know exactly what I was doing and I would help them get objective about it because mm. they were taking all these things personally that were happening in their family. I mean, they're kids. Like, it had nothing to do with them. So my journey started in elementary school on the playground. You were the elementary school counselor, right? The kid, the kid counselor. <laughs> Peer-to-peer counselor. <laughs> Peer-to-peer counselor. I didn't realize that that's what I was doing. That's awesome. But looking back, like, that's absolutely what I was doing. And then when I was nine, my mom had a paranormal investigator come to the house. And I realized I could see spirits. Wow. Because I didn't know what a spirit was until somebody said, hey, this is what a spirit was. I just thought everybody could see like these glimpses of lights or images or whatever. I had no idea that it was different or unique, you know. So and then she also helped us release a curse that was on our house. So I realized, oh, that energy doesn't have to be here. I can totally see it, you know. So it really goes back to my childhood. That's awesome. So the the. Um, you said it wasn't an exorcist. It was, what was it? What was the word? Not it was a paranormal investigator. Paranormal investigator. Right? Paranormal investigator Dif- back in Cleveland, Ohio. Oh yeah. my gosh. That is, that's awesome that you got an experience with that. Cause I know for me, like my parents were, were like super Christian growing up and, you know, like in that, that Bible mentality and, you know, bless, bless them and, and their views. And I love it. I love, you know, everyone's entitled to their own beliefs, right. And in, in our own journey. But I, I really got to to see some some bigger perspective and how we're all connected and how you know the energies and spirits are are all around us and I'm I'm still opening up so I think it's going to be a really great conversation for our audience for for you out there listening if you're you know still on the fence about this stuff and you're like I don't know kind of skeptical or if you're like a full on believer and you're like yes let's go Lisa I'm I'm with you you know like wherever you're at you it's all perfect you know just like stay with the conversation see what what resonates with you um, so this is great Lisa you discovered your gifts. And then how did things go, you know, through your teenage years as well as into your, um, you know, early 20s and early career? Yeah. So in my teenage years, I just kind of tried to just ignore it. Mm -hmm. I wanted to be like normal. So (laughs) I wasn't really that. I wasn't really helping anybody. I was just trying to just get through the teenage years, you Mm -hmm. know. And then um, when I was 20, I met my husband Mm -hmm. and I knew. And all of my stuff came up. My parents got divorced as a child. They didn't always get along really well. I was really just pulled into all of that. So all of that relationship was coming up. And on top of that, my husband, well, he's my husband now, but he was divorced. So it just stirred up all this stuff. And my mom was like, I feel really bad. 
I want you to go see this Mayan shaman. And I was like, oh, I was like, Mayan shaman. And she said, oh, see the Mayan shaman. Like, it'll make you feel better. So I go to see this Mayan shaman. I was living in um, Cleveland at the time. And I would go to Pennsylvania to see this guy. And he, like, was just kind of tuning into your body. And you're holding on to this or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you're like, okay, you're good. And I'm like, no, I'm not. I have this from this experience. I have this from this. And I got to let this go. And, like, all this stuff. And then I just looked at him. And I was like, oh. I can do this too, you know? And then from there, my mom was like, you need to do Reiki. And I was like, I don't need to do anything else. I'm done with all this energy work stuff. Like I want nothing to do with it. I'm like totally like this exception to the rule. Right. And so I go and I, I get my Reiki one attunement, mm. you know, for everybody out there that's had a Reiki one attunement, it, it, it's like a very little shift, like nothing really, it doesn't really feel like a lot has changed. So I flew to go see my family in San Jose. My husband, boyfriend was there Mm -hmm. and my aunt. And when we went to the beach, everything that I had always seen was completely opened up. So there was all these surfers in the water that they weren't seeing. As people were walking by, I could see what they were holding on to. Like I was just seeing the stuff in their body. I could see their thoughts. It was just, it was like somebody just said, okay, the blindfold is completely off and you're Mm -hmm. free. Go. And I was like, mom. (laughs) (laughs) what do I do? Like, there's all this stuff. So she goes back to the Reiki community and they're like, we don't know what she did. We don't just tell her to shut it off. What? (laughs) And I remember I was sitting in my closet in Columbus, Ohio. And I was like, I didn't turn anything on. How do I turn this off? And so from that point on, I just realized like, this is just what I'm here to do and who I am. And at the time I was actually in nursing school and I thought I wanted to be a hospice nurse to help people transition and cross over. Mm-hmm. And so I ended up failing a final and I was an AB student forever. You know, I ended up getting my bachelor's degree with a 4.0. So I was just not on the right path mm-hmm. when they were in, when I was in sixth grade, I'm like, what do you want to do? I'm like, I see a red cross track. I want to be a nurse. I didn't understand that I saw a past lives. I went as a nurse in another life. I was not supposed to be a nurse in this life. Wow. Well, I think so. I think the healing aspect, right? It's like maybe not the nurse occupation, uh, occupation, but what is what is the overall thing a nurse does? They heal. They you know provide support for people to to really like love, to be loved, to feel and experience love, to own their love, and get back out there in the world and do what they do best, right? And mm-hmm. I think that may not be the same occupation, but I do see the the correlation of who you're being and it took experience. Cause I, I think correct me if I'm wrong. I saw you, I see you that you tried to fit into the mold of what you I were did. taught and what society taught you. And you're like, mm-hmm. wait a second, that's, that's not who I'm meant to be. Is that, is mm-hmm. that kind of how it was? That's exactly how it was. I, you know, I, I was raised in a very analytical family. My grandfather was an engineer for NASA. My grandmother was a nurse. My mom ended up being a nurse. So it was just this very analytical thing. And growing up, my mom would take my sisters into the room and flip cards with them. Mm. And they'd be like, is it red? Is it black? I couldn't read it. I can't tell you. If you guys lose something, you say, hey, Lisa, where is this? Don't ask me. I don't know. (laughs) I I don't know. That's not what my gifts are, you know? So it was just this whole interesting journey. And and when I made that transition from nursing school to doing what I do today, because I've been in business since 2002, my grandfather was like, you're doing what? I don't know what that is. Like, why aren't you going to be a nurse? Like what's wrong with being a nurse? I'm like, there's nothing wrong with being a nurse. But like, I remember, I remember checking out during my final and hearing it's going to be okay. Mm -hmm. You know, like I failed my final 
And I shouldn't have. I knew all the information on the test. Wow. You know, my teachers couldn't believe I failed. It was a sign and I was reguided. And, and it, my, you know, some of my family still doesn't know. My family that watches this interview is going to be like, you know, I still don't quite know what Lisa does because, you know, <laughs> she was on this path and then she didn't finish it. And I, I come from a family of nurses too, you know. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's so powerful. So I, I really acknowledge you, Lisa, for having the courage to embark on this new path, right? It sounds like, like maybe there were some hints along the way and I don't know what your level of resistance and grappling with, Hey, like, am I supposed to do this? Is this really the right thing for me? Uh, but it sounds like, you know, you really made that transition. You said, Nope, that's not the route for me. I'm going this path. So you said in 2002, you started, uh, this business, this type of work. Tell mm -hmm. us about the beginning phases and, and what that was like for you. So in the beginning phases, I moved from Columbus, Ohio to San Diego, California, which is where I still live today. And I knew nobody. Mm. I, I shouldn't say I knew nobody. I knew my aunt and my uncle and their parents. Right. right. <laughs> we knew nobody. This was before social media oh, and gosh. the web was like, you know, it was a very different time. So I decided to start this company when I knew no one. And not only that, but I was pregnant. Wow. So, you know, it was like trying to start a business while I was pregnant. I didn't know I was pregnant, even though I knew I was going to be pregnant because I saw it like, you know, then you get into denial and you ignore it or whatever. <laughs> but like, yeah. So it was definitely an interesting beginning because mm. people didn't know what coaches were in 2002. When I would say I'm a coach, people would be like for basketball, you know, cause I'm tall. So like basketball, I'm like, no, that's very stereotypical, you know? <laughs> but now when you say you're a coach, people are like, oh, I totally know what that is. When right. you say you're a mindset coach, people are like, oh, I get that. But yeah. that's not the experience that it was in 2002. Mm. So it's definitely been a process and a journey to get to where I am today. Wow. So what what were the gifts that you developed, you know, especially in the first 10 years, the first decade of the business? Like what what gifts did you see really come to the surface and really like you found your sweet spot in, in uh, you know, applying and leveraging these gifts to serve people? You know, honestly, the biggest thing was just knowing that I can do what I do mm. and that I get people results. You know, it's, it is so much mindset, just really knowing that. I actually can do this. I don't need to prove myself to you. Mm. This is what I do. People tell me all the time I get these results. I don't have to keep having this thing running in my head saying I have to prove myself, right? <laughs> that was like the biggest thing. Wow. That's, that's powerful. And I think a lot of people are currently going through that, you know, they, they're like trying mm -hmm. to convince themselves, persuade themselves. This is who I am. This is what I'm meant to do. Yes, I'm worth it. Yes, people should invest in me kind of thing. And it's like, that takes so much energy, mental energy. And, and I'm sure we're going to dive into it. But it it really comes from those roots, right? Like the, the belief systems, what, what we've been picked up what we've picked up over the years, what we've been taught by society. So I want to dive into that because I think it's a perfect segue. Uh, what do we need to know about our, our deep rooted beliefs that might be stopping us from get, getting to where we want to go? They're driving you. They are subconsciously driving you. You just don't know it. Mm -hmm. You have no idea. And I like to call that your success wound. Mm. Because here's what happens, right? And it, and it does make you successful. But what happens is, is that we're driven by something that somebody told us as a kid or something that we came in with from another life experience. Mm. And that is the underlying cause that's driving us and pushing us to excel and excel and excel. Because here's the truth. Every year, you're in a better place than you were the year before. Mm. Financially, mentally, emotionally, we're better. 
we not we may not be making the leaps and bounds that we want, but we're continuing to get better. Yeah. But instead of saying, oh my gosh, like I totally wanted to live in San Diego and be successful and everything and appreciating it. I'm like, oh, not that I'm doing this, but I'm using me as an example. You know, and you're like, I have to hit this income level or I have to do this or I have to do this. And people don't stop to realize I wanted to have six or seven figures in the bank and I do. Instead, they're driven by, I have to have more because what I have is not enough. So those beliefs are just constantly driving you so much so that you don't even enjoy and appreciate all the yeah. stuff that you've created. Yeah. Wow. And it's good because it gets you started, right? It, it propels you, especially entrepreneurs. We just yeah. have this special, this special innateness about us, right? And we're gonna prove and we're gonna we're gonna get out there and we're gonna do it and we're gonna create the life that we want to create. Mm. But whatever we're creating is never enough. So those success wounds, uh, it's it's driving us. It's gotten us to a level of success. It's helped us achieve certain things, but it's also the cap. It's a double-edged sword. It's the same thing that you know pushes us to be a certain place, like saying, oh, wait, this is who I am. I have an identity that this is who I am. It's the same thing also that in that like kind of commingled into that identity is, the, oh, wait, but this is who I'm not. I'm not supposed mm-hmm. to have fun and have it be easy to make money. I'm not supposed to be fulfilled just being without going and doing something for someone or hurt, helping someone or serving someone. That 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 doesn't make sense to me to, you know, that I'm inherently valuable, I'm inherently loved and things like that. So mm-hmm. how can people really start to shift these beliefs, Lisa? What can they do? So the first thing you have to do is you have to recognize what is driving you? Mm. So when I say I am worthy, how do you physically respond? Mm. Some people can't repeat it back to me. Like their throat gets like all funny or whatever. And they're like, I'm worthy, you know? Mm. So when you say, when I say to you, I am worthy. And I tell you to imagine that energy just flowing through your body. Can you do it? Cause usually I am worthy is usually the number one drive for people. I'm not worthy. I'm going to prove myself. I'm going to get out there. I'm going to make that money. I'm going to make that impact. I'm going to do all these things, right? Another big one is I am enough. Mm. And then the third one, like these are the most popular ones I'm going to give you. I am love. Mm. Because people also want to be accepted and appreciated and valued and pulled in all those things, right? So those are the three big ones. So when I say those I am statements, How do you feel bringing that through your body? Where do those statements get stuck? Mm. And the one that you feel the most resistance to, that's where you want to start. And then from there, you want to let that go. Because we are beings of light and love. We are worthy. We are enough. We are love. We are light, right? Those are our truths. So the fact that we're not resonating with our truths tells us that that is our success. That's what's driving me, that no matter how much money is in my bank account, it's not enough. No matter how many cars I have, it's not enough. No matter how many properties I have, it's not enough. And I'm not saying it's not nice to not have those things. The problem becomes that they're not enough. Mm. And I have to do more. And I'm going to sacrifice time and energy and like putting that into my relationships and like enjoying my life to have more that I'm still not going to appreciate. Mm. That's where that problem comes in. And that's when you really want to start to recognize it, let it go. And then you want to refill that with positive energy. Mm. So I, I'm hearing that a lot of people are just simply 
consciously or subconsciously focusing on what they don't have, the lack, the unworthiness, the not enoughness, the uh, I am not love, I'm not lovable, whatever that conversation is. And they're focusing on that and they're attempting to compensate for that by constantly doing, achieving, being, having something different. Exactly. Because, I mean, it was it was good. I want to mm-hmm. say that this next mood was good for a point because mm-hmm. it did push you. But then the point where it's no longer pushing you, that you can't enjoy, that you've reached that level that you thought you wanted, mm-hmm. you're there. But you can't see that you're there because mm-hmm. now you're worried about this and you're worried about this and you're worried about this. We're not here for that. You're not going to lay on your deathbed and be like, I'm so glad I worked my whole life. Mm-hmm. You're not going to take that money with you. No. What you're going to take with you are the experiences. Mm. And you're going to take anything with you from this life that needs to be healed. You'll take that into mm. other life experiences. So it's really important to just know, why do I feel like I have to do more? Why do I feel like I have to work 80-hour work weeks? Right? Why, 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 why? Like, we don't stop and ask why. Mm. It's just driving us. And we're like, okay. Yeah. So it's with, with with that curiosity, we're able to see the belief and then mm-hmm. we can consciously choose. Is that like what the next step will be? It's like consciously choose. I don't need to be driven like that. I can choose to just enjoy the present moment, be grateful, appreciative. Yeah. And I, I like to not use the word need because need mm. means like more need. Mm. But at that moment, you can say, I'm not going to do this anymore. Mm. This is no longer working for me. Mm. So I'm going to let this go. And when you let it go, what you're going to do, I'm going to tell you what to do. Tell us. The energy yes. work part. <laughs> so you, you're going to imagine bringing in the white light. White light is God, love, universe, source. Mm. It's non-denominational. It's your chi, right? Yes. And you're going to imagine bringing that in from the top of your head all the way through your body, down to your feet and into the earth. And mm. you have to put it into the earth because you want to be grounded. Mm. If you're not grounded when you're doing energy work, you're not doing anything. You're just literally spinning in circles. So once you've brought that white light through, then wherever you're getting stuck with that I am statement, I am worthy, I am enough, I am love, we're going to use those three for today, a lot of people are going to feel it in their chest or in their stomach. Mm. And then from there, you're going to imagine pulling out whatever those beliefs are, whoever said you weren't going to be good enough, whoever said that you weren't lovable, whoever said that to you, whatever you brought in from those other experiences that need to be healed, you're going to pull that out like smoke or like weeds. So you're just going to imagine pulling it out and you're going to let it disappear into the universe, the sky, God, whatever you want to call it. Because negativity is not real. It's an illusion and it disappears. Then you've got to refill that with positive energy. If you don't refill it, your body's like, where'd my stuff go? I want it back. Mm-hmm. And you're going to try to just start bringing it back in slowly. So you want to reprogram that area with whatever I am statement you're struggling with. So I am worthy. I am enough. I am love. And you're going to feel that come from behind your body, filling every cell all the way forward. Mm-hmm. And use a soft pastel color to help you, right? So we're engaging the mind in different ways. So that way the mind's not focusing on, oh, no, 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 right? Your mind is like, I'm making pink. I'm seeing pink or I'm mm-hmm. seeing green, right? Whatever that color is. And then it's just something that you've just got to catch yourself doing the patterns because now it's become a lifelong pattern. Mm. So when you're looking at your bank account and you're like, oh, I only have six figures. I need seven. <laughs> you know, you can be like, oh, I just did it. Right. Yeah. And then noticing that you're going to surround yourself with people who support you at that energetic vibration that you're giving off. Mm. Wow. So as you become aware of this and you decide to shift and change out of it, 
you might notice that the people that you're surrounding yourself with are going to start to shift and change as well. Because mm. wow. energy attracts energy. This is this is gold. I love how you mentioned to disengage the mind with, you know, colors and different things like that. So like we can and the white light too. It's like how do we how do we visualize and experience energy? You know, I think a lot of people have a challenge with that because it's not they can't feel they can't touch it, right? They can't physically mm-hmm. touch it. Um, usually, but you I, can feel it. Yes, that's that's what I was gonna say. Is you can feel it, you can sense it, you can. And, and I think in the beginning, what I've done is like just have faith that it's there and and like develop that the it's muscle. Working. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That that it's there, that it's working, and you know, like not try to like my conscious mind tries to overanalyze and tries mm-hmm. to put it in a box and be able to to, to get, make sense of it. And it's mm-hmm. like, no, I don't need to do that. I can just allow and trust that whatever's happening is, is meant to be happening. The mind really doesn't understand energy work. Mm. It, it, the mind is like, it's so good at categorizing and organizing. Like this is a table. This is a mug. This is a calendar, right? The mind is like, I just saw a flash of light. What is happening? I don't understand. Mm. I didn't see a flash of light. Right. Mm. It, it doesn't. And the mind is so good at focusing on those patterns and beliefs and fears that we've accepted to be true. And then I'll just play that on replay all day long. Mm-hmm. It just keeps on going, yeah. but we can teach our mind and tell it what to focus on mm-hmm. and, and recognize that when you're doing energy work, then it's okay if your mind doesn't understand mm-hmm. and energy work does not have to be complicated. You're too busy. You don't have time for that. It has to be something simple that you can do right now in this mm-hmm. moment to balance, calm, align, and focus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you can do it. And then when you do it, then you start to notice a shift and a change. Like you were saying, it's like a muscle. The first time people bring in the white light with me, they're like, mm, I felt like I kind of did it. I felt like I could definitely do it when I was with you. But then when I walked away, I wasn't so sure. Mm. And so start to pay attention when you bring in the white light. Like you're going to either see it. Some people can see it. Some people can feel it. Mm-hmm. Some people just imagine it. Mm. But here's the thing. You're made up of the white light. You're born into it. You cross over into it. It's always there. But what happens is as we get stressed or overwhelmed or worried or whatever, we energetically block it and we slow the flow down, but it's still there. So it's already there. You're just saying, you know what? All this other stuff, mm-mm. I'm just going to let the white light flow through. Wow. So it's more of allowing. It's like really getting out of our own way, just allowing, trusting. I know some people might have an issue with the word surrender, but I think that that's a a great energy of like surrendering to something greater, surrendering to love, surrendering to to that trusting, knowing that, you know, we are provided for, we are being guided, we we are held by the universe, by God, source, creator, whatever we want to call it. Um, I think that's, that's been a big challenge for me along my journey is to like really get reconnected with that feeling of everything's everything's okay you know everything's like it's it's beautiful everything is love and we live in an abundant universe yes like we do we don't think we do right Mm. we're taught scarcity and fear and like but the honest truth is that we live in an abundant universe you are actively creating everything in your life everything because you say i would like to create this Mm. now here's the thing though there's no differentiation between I need, I don't know. Let's say I need a blanket. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I need a blanket. All you're focusing on is I need a blanket. Right. Because the word need mm. means you're not actually going to have it. It's lack. Pay attention to the words that we are using. Wow. It's wow. so important, right? But if you say I am, 
mm-hmm. which is the most powerful statement that you can make, mm-hmm. then you're allowing that to flow into you. Yeah. Whereas when you say, I need, you are absolutely creating that. You just don't understand that the words that you're using aren't creating the result that you want. Wow. Um, I'm curious in terms of, I know there's different like levels of consciousness and sometimes we need to, uh, sometimes we get to, it's important to, uh, on my journey, I, I feel like I've, I'll speak for myself. I feel like I've, I've had the opportunity to first be willing to like be in survival, so to speak, and, and like fight for my, my needs, be grounded, like have that, that root chakra energy of like, I'm going to fight for what's important to me. I think entrepreneurs and successful people, they usually get into that. Hey, I'm great at surviving, but then Mm -hmm. to move to the next level, it takes, it's almost like what got you to success at six figures, right? The success wound Mm -hmm. is one is not what's going to get you to like real fulfillment and sustainable, you know, success and impact and seven figures and and beyond. Um, So I think it's like, for me, I've seen myself have to be willing to adopt a belief to get to one level and then to get to the next level, let it go. And then you know, adopt a new set of beliefs. Have, have you experienced that? Is that something that resonates? So I actually, I actually teach something totally differently. So what okay. I like to teach people is to imagine yourself mm-hmm. is everything is energy, right? We're living all of our lives at one time energetically. Our mind doesn't get it totally. Okay. okay. But it makes sense because when you're like going into the past, it seems so real and mm. close. And sometimes you can visualize things in the future and they seem so real and close too. So what I like to have people focus on is imagine yourself. And I just finished a live two-day event, and this is what we worked on there too. Hmm. Imagine yourself in the future. But like not like you're like baking it out or anything, but like this is me in the future, just like you see yourself in the past. So like hmm. see yourself in the future, you know, having the impact and having the income and having a life that you absolutely love. Yeah. And then just take that energy and bring it into your chest into your arms, into your hands, and in everything around you, right? That's how you allow abundance to come into your life. You don't want to trap it because we're all connected. We're all one. But you're allowing that experience that you're already able to tap into, just like we can tap into the past. Mm. We're tapping into that future, and we're allowing it to flow into our life and in everything around us. Mm. Mm. And another good thing that you can always say, especially for entrepreneurs, because we feel like we have to do everything by ourselves mm. until we have to hire that VA, until we have to start hiring that team and, and doing all those things, I am supported. I don't have to do everything by myself Mm. just because I did in the very beginning. Doesn't mean that I still have to continue to operate in that manner. Right. Focus on what you love to do. The thing that only you can do. And that way everybody else can help you with all those other pieces. Yeah. But I am supported is, you know, that works for you at any stage of your life, Mm. whether you're retiring, whether you're having a baby, (laughs) whether you're starting a business, you're up leveling your business. Whatever it may be, it's like one of the most powerful ones that you can use at any time. That's good. I love it. I am supported and I really, I feel that that could be relating to people in our environment. It could be relating to something bigger, you know, God, source, universe, creator, whatever. Um, it's it's like really, we, we allow ourselves to, yeah, yeah, it's encompassing. I love it. That's That's beautiful. So really taking the energy, you mentioned taking the energy, bring it into your chest of the future. And not like some future, like, oh, wouldn't it be awesome if that happened? But it's like, hey, this is my future. What is it? What is it like? What is the experience like? And really like live it. I am now being this, experiencing this, living this, and then bring that into our chest. 
Yeah. Just as we can tune into the past, we can tune into the future. Mm. You had a dream. As an entrepreneur, you have a dream. This is what I'm here to do. And here's the thing. You're given that dream. Mm. Like, Chris, your dream is very different than my dream. And the, our listeners' dreams are all very different. Mm. And so you're given that dream. That's your blueprint. That's what you are here to do. And so if you follow that path, you're guided and you're supported and you're taken on that journey, you're creating the life that you love. Just get rid of all that other stuff that's getting in the way. And you're supported. You you know you're supported because you were given this vision, a different vision, and you're given the roadmap on how to get there. And you're going to take it one step at a time and you're going to get that. That's all support. You've been doing this for a long time, Lisa. You have a, a lot of experience and I know you've I'm sure you've picked up so many different tools and abilities and things that you're able to, you know, support people with. Like how do you how do you um, like convey the right ability, the right, you know, technique to each person? Do you in, intuit it? Do you, you mm-hmm. know, like, is it, is it just mainly intuition? I just know. Yeah. Like I, even without meeting people, like somebody will say, Oh, this person, I'm like, this is what they need. This is mm-hmm. what they need. You know, at the live event that I just was doing the last couple of days, like, mm-hmm. you know, they say, this is what I want to do. This is what I'm creating. And I'm like, well, this is, I'm reading your audience and this is what your audience needs. I'm not a business coach by any stretch mm-hmm. of imagination. But I can tune into your audience and this is what you're not telling them. This is what you need to do. Or this is what color you need to use. Because, you know, you'll see my books are blue except for one. Yeah. Blue is calming. It's centering. It's balancing. Like, you know, people think of me and they associate me with calm. Mm. Right? So it's just what what is it that is best for you? Mm. And I'll just know. It's, an, it's completely intuitive for me. Mm. And how do, how do people develop that kind of a knowingness? I actually teach that all the time. This is a great question. We are all empaths. Yes. So I'm, I'm don't, don't message me and say, I'm an empath. Like you're alone in isolation. <laughs> we are all empaths, right? Yes. We're just really starting. Like two, in 2002, when I started, people weren't even as open to this as they are now. Hmm. We have senses beyond the five basic senses that we've been taught. And so you already know. It's just that when you were a kid and you saw a spirit or you knew something, somebody said, oh, no, you don't. Right? I always tell people, if your kids are telling you they see something, they see something. Mm. Listen to them. If your dog is barking at something, it sees something. Mm. When my daughter was little, she came out from sleeping. I think she was like three. And she's like, Mom, there's a bat in my room. And I was like, oh, because I know that that's an energy. I got to go clear it out. <laughs> and my husband, who knows what I do, right? We've been together for a bit of time at this point in time. He says to her, honey, there's no bat in your room. Uh-oh. And I was like, <laughs> what? How can you say that to her? So I took her hand and we walked back to her room. And she had this black energetic bat in her room. Now, could my husband see it? No. But there was a bat in her room, right? Mm-hmm. And so we let it go and it had been coming from other life experiences and whatever. And so it's just about like, if you see something, mm-hmm. you're seeing it. Your mind may not understand it, right? I didn't know I was seeing spirits until I saw the paranormal investigator. She said, okay, you guys, we're going to release this spirit and this is what I'm doing. And I was like, oh my God, I see it. Mm-hmm. You know, because I didn't know. Nobody had told me. So you are empathic. Emp- I can't say it now. <laughs> you can sense things around you. You see things. You are intuitive. You just have to listen to it and trust it. Yeah. 
And don't always be trying to prove your intuition. When people are always trying to prove their intuition, you're making your life so hard. It's like being stuck in your success wing, right? You don't have to constantly try to prove your intuition. You are constantly supporting. You're constantly giving things. You don't have to like look for the feather or look for a coin or look for a butterfly. Mm. You can, especially when you're starting out, but like it's, it's very easy. You can just see, feel, know, and sense things. And it all begins by trusting and knowing at your core that you're an intuitive being. Mm. Mm. I love it. And, and, I, and I know a big challenge for people today is to not pick up people's energy, other people's energy. How do you recommend we, we don't do that? I talk about this all the time. Good question. So just because you're in a space and you can feel somebody's energy doesn't mean you have to. Mm. How do you think I function? How do you think I've gotten to this point in my life? How, do, how did I take my kids to Disneyland? Or how do I go to Costco, right? Mm. Just because I know something doesn't mean I have to tune into it. Mm. So people will say to me all the time, Lisa, I can see like you're reading something. What did you just read? And I'm like, oh. And I have to like think about what it just was because I'm constantly on. Mm. But just because I'm constantly on doesn't mean I'm doing anything with that. Mm. So just because you're sensing something doesn't mean you have to do anything with it. And that's the problem. We think we do. But if people are not saying, hey, I want your help, guess what, you guys? They don't. Mm. They don't want your help. They want to be where they're at. So when you're trying to help people that aren't asking you for help because you can sense something, you're hurting yourself. I learned this as a child. People would be in a bad place, and I would say, oh, I can see the energy you don't want. Let me take it for you. And then in that moment, guess what just happened? I doubled it. (laughs) As soon as they left, they put it right back on. They're like, oh, where's my energy? I want my stuff back. Yeah. And then it's doubled. So when somebody's not in a good space or if you're feeling like you have to help somebody and they haven't asked for it, no, this is ego. So instead, what you want to do is you just want to say, no, thank you. Like, I see the energy. I'm not allowing it into my energy vibration. No, thank you. Just take your hands and like, you don't have to like be out in public being like, you know, no, thank you. <laughs> your hands. But like energetically, that's what you're saying. You're saying, I'm not going to engage in that. I'm not going to engage in that. Because we get to decide what we put our energy into. We don't think we do. We think, oh, I just walked into this dramatic situation or oh, I just walked into this chaos. Mm. Uh-huh, you did, but do you have to engage in it? Absolutely not. I can say, I'm not going to engage. I'm going to remove my energy from this. Mm. I'm still here. I still know what's happening, but I'm not letting it come into my field and affect mm. me. Mm. And that's that's really boundaries, right? Mm-hmm. Like being being crystal clear on your boundaries, what you will and will not engage with. Uh, sometimes people are are out in public and they just pick people's stuff up. And I I know that there can also be times where people have to deal with someone on a consistent basis with not the greatest energy. What would you recommend in that kind of a situation? It's the same thing. My mom and I just had to talk about this last week. So it's the exact same thing. It's just you're practicing it more because you're in more contact with that person. And the more that you don't let these other people affect you, the better you're going to feel. Here's the thing, though. When you're in a constant communication or like, let's say it's somebody that you work with or that you have to be around or like a colleague or something like that. And you're like, when you keep saying no, thank you, but you've Mm. always engaged. They're like, whoa, you just changed the dance. So I'm going to figure out how to get you to respond in the exact same way because that's all I know. Yeah. I'm going to do this and you're going to do this. And they're going to keep trying to find a way to make you do this. But it takes about three days. We're creatures of habit, but we can shift things in about three days, right? You can get your child to stop picking a pacifier in three days. You can potty train in three days. That doesn't go away because we're adults. Mm. 
Mm. That pattern still is true. So just hold still for three days and notice that they're just trying to like engage. I had somebody that was like trying to like throw all their energy at me and whatever. It was like a long time family pattern. I won't name the family member. And they were standing at my house in my backyard by the pool and they were trying to do it. And I remember going, oh, it's like a game. Like you're just trying to find a hole. And I kept trying to like, you know, block it. And then they just kind of like got the smile on their face. Like, oh, I can't get into it today because they were using their intuition to try to like get to me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's what's happening is I'm, I'm aware. And I'm saying, no, I'm not doing this dance anymore. I don't care how many different ways you try to throw your energy at me, what different words you're saying, your mm-hmm. actions, your nonverbals. I'm not going to engage. And that changed the pattern. Wow. And that so can that can take courage for people to do if they've been used to a certain type of engagement with people and and to say no it can it can almost be I know I've had a challenge with difficulties of just saying okay I'm going to say no and I'm going to keep saying no because there's a desire at some level to make this person feel good or you know stop the the energy bombardment or whatever it is mm-hmm. so it could take courage and and just owning owning your space and like once you've made that decision sticking with it following through with it well remember whenever we say yes to somebody else we're saying no to ourselves Mm. and the more that we say yes to things that we don't want to do the more unhappy we get and the more unhappy we get it's not because we're living in this fearful punishing world it's because we're not doing what makes us happy we're not doing what's best for us mm. and so we're put it, we're putting ourselves into these uncomfortable situations so we can step up and be completely free because mm. that's really what the end game is about it's about being free yeah. releasing ourselves from all of these things so if you're having that relationship experience Say no. No is very powerful. And you don't need to say no, here's my reason. Mm. Or no, like I have to be sick. Or no, no. No. Just say no. It's gold. I love this. I love this, Lisa. Super, super powerful. I want to talk about um, relationships. Keep talking about that. And and uh, when we are attempting to be fulfilled in, in ourselves, right, and creating fulfillment, creating I am worthy, I am enough, I am love, how do relationships play a part in that? And, you know, when we're loving someone else, have a significant other, different things like that, how do we, how do we show up in the highest and best good in those kinds of situations? Good question. So that goes back to what I said earlier about the energy that we give off, mm-hmm. we receive. Mm-hmm. It's the like vibration. So if we feel like we're not good enough or we're not worthy, the energy is going to be a lower frequency versus somebody who's like, I am love, I am supported, I am whole. So you can see that differentiation. So here's how relationships only sometimes work for a season. Most of them do, right? Because we start off in the same place. We're both not happy. We're both miserable about the same things. Mm -hmm. But then I decide, I don't want to be there anymore. I want something else. I'm going to make a change in my life. I'm going to let this stuff go and I'm going to step up. Now the relationship's not the same. Mm. And now we're trying to figure out, well, how do we communicate? Because this person wants me to be down here and I want to be here. It doesn't work anymore. Because here's what's going to happen. This person does not want to come up. They do not want to do the stuff that you did to come up here. They don't want to face that stuff. They're not ready. And then that's when those relationships have to part and go. And it's Mm. sad and it's hard. And, you know, sometimes it's easy, but for the most part, it's hard. Mm. But it's because we're energetic vibrations. So if you're thinking, I'm not worthy, you're going to attract people into your relationships that are saying, you're right, you're not worthy. You're not. If you're thinking, I'm not love, nobody loves me. It doesn't matter how many relationships you're in. I have people tell me this all the time. You know, it doesn't matter. I'm in this relationship and I'm in this and I don't feel the love. Well, Mm. yeah. 
because you don't believe that you're love. So you're going to continue to attract people to show you, wait, this isn't working. I'm miserable. I'm not comfortable anymore. I have to step out of this and know that this isn't working. We have to get so uncomfortable sometimes, right? Sometimes we have to freaking hit a wall. And then you're like, okay, I've hit the wall. I accept it. I am love. I don't need to be in this relationship. I don't need this person telling me. I don't need any of this stuff. I am love. And in that moment, your vibration goes up and immediately you start attracting in people of that vibration. And when you see people of those other vibrations coming in, you're like, I don't want to. I can't. (laughs) Because you know what it takes to go back down and you know everything you went to to come up here. So you don't want to go back down in that vibration level ever again. So that's, I love that you said that when we are experiencing love and being love and vibrating at that level and we want to support people around us, how do we stay at that level and not like drop our vibration to meet someone else and then bring them back up? Are we, are we able to support them? Are we able to, you know, really be there for them? Or do we just like, as soon as we recognize or feel any of that old vibration or, you know, where we used to be or lower vibration, we say, Hey, I got to protect my space and step away. Like, how do we deal with it? It depends. Yeah. It depends on where you're at. Are you in a good space that day? Or are you not in a good space that day? Because mm. that's going to determine on how you respond, right? But the general rule of thumb is that we can still support people that are in other vibrations, but not all the time. Mm. And we have to use a lot of boundaries yeah. because we don't want to go down there. This is your belief and you're spewing it and you're like, it's yeah. everywhere and it's all around you, but I don't want to be there. So I'm going to listen to you because I love you but I'm not going to go there. I'm going to stay here. So that's where that, that differentiation comes. And you're just like, you know, if it's a family member, it's very different than a friendship. Friendships, the, friendships are done, gone. Mm-hmm. They're, they, they, they won't survive. And that's happened to me throughout my life. But family members, you just, you have to decide mm-hmm. how much energy am I going to put into this? You know, maybe before they call you or you take that message, you're going to bring some white light through you. Mm. You're going to balance and ground and center before you get in the call. So that way, whatever they're trying to bring in, isn't going to throw you off. Mm. And then as they're talking or communicating, sometimes you might check out or you're not going to engage as much or, you know, whatever. But just because you're still around those people and you want to like support them doesn't mean you have to drop your vibration down to do so. Mm. Because then you're going to spend days trying to get back to where you were before you even had that interaction with them. So it really comes down to boundaries Mm. and boundaries aren't some scary thing. They don't make you a mean person. People say all the time, well, it makes me bitchy or it makes me an ass if I'm like setting boundaries. But the honest to God truth is is that if you don't set a boundary, people don't know what's okay Mm. because what's okay for you may not be okay for me, Right. but they don't know. And, never and, told them. and love, right? It's like, it's love. If you say, I love myself enough to set the boundaries. And if other people don't like that, and if they bring negative energy from their side, because of whatever they're going mm-hmm. through, whatever their baggage, their roots, you know, are that's driving them their success wound, then like, that's, that's not my, I'm not going to own that. I'm going to say, I love you. I'm here for you. I want to do whatever I can to support you. But I also love myself and how you're showing up. If you're unwilling to have a reasonable, loving, you know, conversation where we can make progress, then I just, I I can't have this. I can't allow this. You know, I I disconnect and I love myself enough to say no. And I don't ever say to people ever, I'm here to support you however I can. Mm. That's like huge. I don't know if I can't. I don't know if I want to go down to that level and stay down there for a very long time. Everybody out there that's listening to this that knows me knows that I don't commit to things like that because 
when you say, I love you no matter what, and I'm here for you no matter what, what did I just sign up? I mean, you don't know mm. what elephant just showed up in the room that we're not going to address. Right. Mm. So you want to be very intentional in your communications with those people. So like, you know, if I'm talking with somebody like a family, I have a lot of family members to talk about, but <laughs> they're all alive. So I'm just going to just, you know, so, you know, it's just, you know, I see where you're at. I understand what you're saying. I'm objective. I see the whole situation. I see the pattern. Mm. Uh-huh. That might be all I say. Mm. Uh-huh. <laughs> because I don't want to go into there and I don't want to relive this again with you. I get it. You're stuck on this record. Yeah. You're only listening to this song. Mm. I get it. But I'm not going to jump into there with you. Mm. I see you. I love you. You're my family member, but I'm not engaging in that. Mm. Uh-huh. Mm. And then if they say, well, but Lisa, you're not, you're not saying, well, what did I tell you last time we talked about this? Mm. We've already talked about this. We've been talking mm. about this for decades. Mm. You know, yeah. it's the same thing. I cannot make somebody else change, but what I can do is I can change how I respond and how much energy I'm allowing to go into that situation. Yeah. I always have control over my energy. And that's the most important takeaway I think that you'll all get from this call mm. is that you always have control over your energy and you don't have to lower your vibration just because somebody else is in a bad space. You don't have to lower your vibration just because you feel like you should, because it's like an anniversary of a death or mm -hmm. something bad happened this day or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. When we lower our vibration, we are doing a disservice to the universe. Mm. And so I love what you said there about, you know, if negative quote unquote situations, circumstances happen, a death, tragedy, things like that, it's so counterintuitive what society has programmed us to do to say, you know what, it's all working out in our highest and best good. You know, I, I love, I love that we got the time that we did to stay in that love, to stay in the appreciation, the gratitude, even when, you know, the quote unquote sky is falling uh, all around us. Like, how do we, how do we stay in that? But it's, we're in control of our energy. We're in control of our state and how we show up and to remember that. And also to remember, it doesn't do us any service to lower down, to say, oh, like, let's, Let's go into sadness and grief and despair because we lost this person or whatever it is. Like, no, that's that's not effective. Yes, we have reverence. Yes, we honor mm -hmm. the situation, but mm -hmm. it doesn't mean we have to change our energy for it. Well, here's the thing. As a spiritual medium, I mean, I, I see spirits. And so the worst place to honestly take me is to a funeral. Like, yeah. I don't want to. I was raised Roman Catholic. I, I, I get it. Mm. Okay. But like to go to a funeral, the spirits are so happy. Mm. They are in our true state. Wow. Just love and bliss and peace and calm. Wow. And then we're all wearing black. And we're all sad. And we're all crying. And we think that we're doing them a service. Wow. Right. We're, we're honoring them. We're remembering them. And we're seeing a little bit more of like into these more like parties of like remembering them or whatever, yeah. because here's what happens when you go to a funeral. Right. Again, Roman Catholic. So when you have the casket, the spirit stands at the foot of the casket. Mm. They're right there watching the whole thing. And they're confused mm. because they're no longer attached to our energy and emotions of this lower realm yeah. that we're in. And they're like, why is everybody so sad? I'm so happy. I'm free. Mm. Like everything is great. I want to see this person. I go, I want to see this person. Like, like <laughs> life is great. And we're like, so sad. And we're like, mm. I'm going to honor their death. And every day that they die, you know, every anniversary, I'm going to be sad on that day. Mm. But really the spirit is like, remember the day I was born. Remember the impact that I made focus mm. on the positive. Because here's the thing. In every moment we create our next 
next moment. So if you don't like what just happened five minutes ago, you don't like what happened 30 seconds ago, guess what? I am grateful for, you can say I am grateful for, feel it through your whole body. It has to be something that you're truly grateful for in this moment. Mm. And when you do that, that puts you right into this moment. And this moment is where you have the power. And this is where you start to create your next moment and your next moment. And everything starts to build. And if you go backwards, if somebody throws you off balance or it is the anniversary of a loved one or your dog dies or something like that, you know, I am sad that this happened today, but I am grateful that I knew them. I am grateful that I had time with them. And like move forward, like please everybody stop lowering your vibration just because you feel like you're supposed to. That's not the way of the future. That is the way of the past. Mm. Mm. So powerful. Lisa, this is gold. It's been an incredible, powerful conversation. I want to dive into how, how can people stay connected with you? What are the next steps that they can take on their journey with you, Lisa? So people can find me on Facebook and LinkedIn under Lisa Gornell. Um, I post all the time on Facebook. I'm always trying to share gems and stuff because my, my intention truly is to raise the, raise our impact. Like stop playing small. We're not Mm. serving anybody. So like go big. Yeah. Amen. I love it. So we talked about don't play small anymore. Play big. They can find you Lisa, L-I-S-A, Gornell, G-O-R-N-A-L-L. And um, I just want to drive it home with a, a final takeaway, like we're encouraging, we're inspiring them. What do you think out of this whole conversation is the biggest thing you want to drive home? I am supported. Mm. I am supported. And the moment that anything comes in to tell you otherwise, it's not true. It's an illusion. I want you to say, nope, I'm not even letting it into my vibration. Mm. And I want you to think about how when you said, I'm hungry, I need to eat, I need to eat that you were hungry and then you ate, Mm. (laughs) right? You're supported. Whatever you're asking for, you're receiving. Yeah, so good. Lisa, you're awesome. Thank you so much for being here, sharing your energy, your time, your time illusion. I don't know. Your love with us. It's all good. (laughs) (laughs) Your love with us and really uh, inspiring us. Appreciate you being here. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. It was a lot of fun. Awesome. We'll see you soon, okay? Okay. Bye, everyone. From the bottom of my heart, thank you for tuning in. Right now, we've reached the end of this episode, but this is the start of a whole new beginning. Each and every moment, you have an opportunity to rewrite your story. Right here, right now, decide and commit who you are going to be. Think about how you will use these ideas, wisdom, and inspiration to make the difference in your life. What actions will you take today and every day to step into your greatest possible self? Again, a big shout out to our sponsor, EmployeeEscapePlan.com. If you're committed to learning how to truly harness your abilities and passions to serve the people who are hungry and desperate for what you have to offer, make a great income off of your genius, or if you're ready to get more clients to pay you more money, head over to www.employeeescapeplan.com and let Joe know you were sent by Chris. Did you enjoy this episode? Let your friends know about it. Share the website, beyourgps.com and send me some love on social media. If you want to clarify your vision, uncover blind spots, get more energy, tap into your flow and take massive action, 
head over to beyourgps.com forward slash coaching to schedule some time into my calendar. Now, master yourself, create your reality, and make every day your best day ever.